Hello, hello, happy Monday. Welcome to Lessons and Legacies. This is episode eight of season number two. Happy to be back. I uh, took a week off last week because I had a spur of the moment out of town retreat that happened and it's been years. So I had to take that. And then my Wi-Fi was just not really popping on the scene of the beach there. So I had a forced but necessary digital detox for that weekend. And then when I came back, I thought uh, it would be a good thing to just kind of quietly transition back into reality and take a break. So I am refreshed and happy to be back. And we are coming back at you guys with a normal schedule now, except for today. But <laughs> the normal Lessons and Legacies schedule is going to be every Monday and Friday at 2 p.m. Fridays will be Fab Fridays, which is Find a Blessing Fridays with my co-host, Precious Pauling. Um, we have, for the next several months, lots of giveaways going on during those shows, so I highly encourage you to join us then. And then Mondays, I will either be solo or I will have a guest with me, and that will be usually 2 o'clock. Today is a special occasion because I have not one, but two guests with me today, two amazing fellow authors, survivors, um, Mm, queens of lessons and legacies, that's for sure. So, um, and we are also doing giveaways today. So it's a very happy, special bonus Monday. So um, today's topic is going to be from resilience to renewal and all of our stories in between. So um, I guess what I'm going to do, I do have my guests in the green room at the moment, and I would like to take a couple of minutes to just kind of pre-introduce them to you. Um, and then I'm going to bring them on and we will all do our own personal introductions and get rolling on this topic. So today, well, I'm going to start with one that you're probably already familiar with, Precious Pauling. She's going to be joining us. She's every Friday. Season one, she was every Monday. So if you guys have been part of Lessons and Legacies, you've definitely seen her. However, if you're new to the scene here, I'm just going to give you a little bit about this author. She's not only an author, she's a soul doctor, she's a wonderful mother, she's an amazing person. I'm not gonna give away too much because I wanna let her talk about herself. But uh, I'm gonna just read out of these two lovely friends of mine's books, the About the Author section, just to catch a little feel for you guys, get, get a little bit of an idea of who we're about to be bringing on to the show with us today. So this is about Miss Precious Pauling. It says, who is Precious Pauling, you ask? I am a wife of 16 years, which is not true any longer. This book is older. She's actually a wife of 19 years, 20 next year. So this is three years ago. And actually, this book launch was the first place that I ever met Precious Pauling. So <laughs> it's like a celebratory book there. Um, so she is a wife of 19 years now, a mom of five. And although I love these titles, roles, and positions, it doesn't tell you who I am. Who I am is the CEO and founder of I Choose Me, hashtag no more excuses, a movement designed to help people, especially women and girls, understand and celebrate that they were born enough. Most importantly, they must be willing to love themselves by life or to love themselves to life by recognizing they teach people how to treat them. Amen to that. I'm also an inspirational speaker, prophetic poet, author, playwright, soul coach and soul sage doctor. I help you turn your pain into power 
And I'm a leader of a movement inspiring women to love themselves to the fullest. Who I am as a woman who has decided to walk fully in her purpose to touch the lives of as many as I can. I plan to inspire, motivate, and dedicate myself to pulling out the very best in you. Give me your undivided attention and I promise you, your life will be brighter because I have committed myself to walking with my flashlight, AKA my gifts. I challenge you to arm yourself with your own gifts and you will never be in the dark again while walking on your journey towards your purpose. I've started a movement titled, I choose me, hashtag no more excuses, because it's time it's time out for putting our, it's time for putting ourselves, time out for putting ourselves last, sorry. <laughs> we must never forget we teach people how to treat us. And so I plan to pour into all that I receive. So eventually they will begin to overflow and then they can pour into someone else. And that's how you start a movement of love and empowerment. My motto for the movement is I pledge to embrace who I am today, love who I was yesterday, and inspire who I will become tomorrow. My personal slogan is love grows everything, so love yourself first. Always remember, you can't give what you don't have. And that is a little bit about Miss Precious Pauling, who's going to be coming on here in just a few moments. Very excited to have her as often as possible. She always leaves me very full and every word of that and then some. Um, and our extra special guest today, first time to Lessons in Legacies, we have none other than the beautiful, amazing Miss Michelle DeWitt. She is the author of I've Been There. Let me read you a little bit about her and then we're gonna bring these ladies on and get to talking. I look, I, I've actually just received this book, so you guys know today's Monday. I received this book, I think it was Friday and I'm almost through it. I'm a little more than halfway through it. And it's a book you cannot put down. This woman has survived and walked through so much. As we all, we, we all have our own stories and we all have our own journeys. And I just commend her for being brave enough to put this in a book to let so many of us know that we are not walking this alone. So I'm very excited for you guys to meet her. I'm almost through this book. And again, I just, I didn't have little minions running around all the time, I would have already gotten through it. <laughs> I have to take breaks and make lunch and do laundry and all these things. So, uh, all right, a little bit about Miss Michelle. Michelle DeWitt is a fighter, a survivor, and an overcomer. Mm. And once you hear her testimony, that's just an under understatement right there. Um, she has played the hand she was dealt in life and fought through on every side. She never allowed circumstances to define her abilities. In just about every stage of her life, from developmental, teens, early womanhood, adulthood, and parenting, she was met with obstacles that some might simply face and quit, but she did not. She pressed through, she fought, she prevailed with God, amen. It is her example of tenacity and resilience that serves as an example to so many. You may not have been through all of the experience she has, but if you ever find yourself up, again, up against any of them, remember this, God is not a respecter of persons. If he supported Michelle through it, he will support you too. Michelle DeWitt is the mother of six, 
two bonus children. <laughs> oh my gosh, between you and Precious, so many kids. We got lots of kids between the three of us. Um, and she has her loving husband, Chad Dewitt, and they reside in Charlotte, North Carolina. She volunteers with Present Age Ministries, and this ministry helps young girls who have been through exploitation, sexual abuse, and or sex trafficking. After such a tumultuous beginning, she has managed to go on to acquire not only her GED and associate's degree, but also her bachelor's degree. Way to go. She is a licensed and ordained minister, professional speaker, and now author. Congratulations. Michelle is a successful business owner with multiple streams of income and is committed to helping others find and use their voice. Be sure to invite her to speak at your women's conferences or at your teen programs. Her powerful story of I've been there will serve as an empowering message to all. Yes. Uh, so I hope you guys are all excited. Like I said, we've got some giveaways going on towards the end of the show. And uh, I will just say that if you are listening and you have children present, today's um, stories that we're sharing might be a little bit sensitive for younger ears, so just keep that in mind. Um, we are all transparent women. We have all had our journeys, and we are going to share our walk through resilience and our stories of renewal. So without further ado, I see we have people popping on. Hey, Precious, thank you for doing that. Precious is in the comments already. So we're getting ready to uh, bring Michelle on here. Thank you for all the shares. Hello, Vivian. Vivian reads in the house. Thank you, thank you. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and bring Miss Michelle DeWitt to join me. Hello. Oh, I muted you, hold on. There we are, say hello there again. There we go, hi. <laughs> hey, how are you today? I am wonderful on this wonderful, beautiful morning. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so blessed that you're here. And again, I was saying in the green room, we're both like, uh, we're vibing with the sunshine today. We've got our yes. slow kicking here. Yes. <laughs> um, well, so I did just, I again, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations on your Thank book. You. Oh my Thank gosh. You. This is an incredible story. Incredible, incredible story. Um, so before we get into our books, I would like for you, whatever was not covered in here, um, <laughs> take a couple of minutes and tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you're from, um, what your mission is, what you stand for, and then we'll get into like our story stories once we get Precious in the mix here. Okay. Okay. So I am Michelle DeWitt and just like... Um, Melissa Red, I also uh, am a mother of six. I love children, okay? I love, love, love children. <laughs> um, I mean, even while, when my children were growing up, I would have little girls come to the house and I would do their hair for Easter. They would be sitting on my front porch waiting to get their hair done. That's how much I love children. Um, <laughs> so that's one uh thing about me. Um, also, I've been married to my husband in July. It will be 11 years. Mr. Chad Blitz. I love him. And I'm, I'm um, doing my 10 years next month. So I'm right behind you. <laughs> so I believe that marriage is so important. Um, um, reaching out with women and talking to them and letting them know that marriage is so important and don't jump in anything uh, you find in my book, uh, that we'll talk about um, if we have time today. Uh, don't jump, don't jump into anything, you know. So um, 
also I am uh hmm a steward. I'm a steward and servant. I love to work with people. Um as you may know, some of you may know, I, I worked with Lisa for a very long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. And um, I love to assist and, and be there. I'm not a person who likes to be in the forefront. So all of this, Melissa, is new to me. Okay. <laughs> this is all new for me this year. I just started this this year. So I got just a few months in there, but it's new we to me. This is new. I'm trying to get into the hang of it. Even though I'm a minister, people would people say, Well, how is that? You you're a minister, you're in front of people, you preach all the time. And I said, I don't go back and watch the videos. I don't. I don't like them. Uh I don't like to see. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm working on that. That's not that's another goal of mine. So I'm working on that. But that's all that's all. I mean, you know, if you got questions, you want to know something about me. Put it in the comments. We'll talk about it. Yes, we're we're all open books here. Um, so I'll talk. All right, a little bit about me. And like I said, Precious will be in here shortly. I am Melissa Price. I am a mother of two little beauties, Charlotte and Sophie. They are. Well, Sophie's going to be eight in just a few weeks, um, next month. And uh, my other one, Charlotte, she's going to be turning ten, double digits in the fall Ooh. this year. Ugh. And I swear to God, I feel like it was just yesterday when they were eight and 10 months old. I'm like, something happens after, once they start toddling around and getting into stuff and can like run around and do their thing, just time mm -hmm. goes right. forward. So mm -hmm. I'm a mom. I've homeschooled my kids since day one. Um, okay. Once, uh, once this uh, pandemic stuff gets under control, uh, we're all ready to give the school situation a try, get them into some sports and things like that. Um, but yes, I do love homeschooling them. They enjoy it here too, but they're definitely ready to level up and get into some some sporty things and dance and gymnastics and all that. Mm -hmm. so ready what what program do you use, Melissa? What's that? What program do you use with homeschooling? I used to homeschool. What program do you use? I Well, I build a lot of my curriculum, but uh, oh, okay. as, as far as the books go, I use mm -hmm. Spectrum. Oh, okay. I use, I've got like six, seven books for each of them through there. But then like for a lot of the science and stuff, I'll go take mm -hmm. them like out to the mountains or out to the yep. park, out in nature yeah. and do hands-on, you know? Mm -hmm. um, same for a lot of the history stuff. We'll go and do hands-on hands experiences. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'll, and then I'll do like, make them do book reports and create stuff on the computer and things like that around it. So I like the homeschooling because when it's nice days, you're not stuck inside. You can actually get the kids out. Mm -hmm. um, and again, you, you're able to, on such a one-on-one -on -one level, actually tailor to each one of their learning skills, or like mm -hmm. their learning styles, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, mm -hmm. one happens to be very hands-on, you can then be creative and incorporate hands-on tactics into a lot of the curriculum. So I love it for a lot of reasons. That's just a couple. But uh, aside from that, I am a wife of, like I said, April will be our 10 years. We've been Yay. together for 13, but 10 years uh, legally signed. Um, <laughs> So we've got some cool celebration stuff coming up. My husband's already told me, don't plan anything. I've planned something for you, which will be like a first time in 10 years. So I'm like, all right. I usually I usually plan everything. So <laughs> we'll 
um, other than that, I'm an author. I am an author. My book is Lessons We've Learned, Legacies mm -hmm. of Life. And that is a collection of poetry, testimonies, stories, quotes, art um, from a collection of people named like from age four to 94. And um, the point of it is really to just show how even though we are all 100% unique, each mm -hmm. one of us is unique. We are so tied together and and connected by our experiences in life. And the five chapters of my book are love, faith, laughter, resilience, and success. And I believe every human being has stories, whether good or bad, in all those that's areas, right. you know? So that's my book. And because of the book, Lessons and Legacies, the podcast came to be. That's on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, and it's just been a blessing and a pleasure to get to know so many people. Um, it's been just humbling and amazing to have so many individuals be brave enough and courageous enough to share their stories and and bear their hearts and their feelings. And, you know, it's it's always a healing process for me. And I know usually it is for my guests, too. But I, I feel like it just it touches so many hearts and lets so many people know they're not alone. You know, we have so That's many true. similar stories to share. And every time we swallow that fear and we're brave, you you just you save other people, you know, mm -hmm. and yet you let other people know they're worth it. They're enough and they're not alone. So um, I'm a big believer that there's a blessing in every lesson. I'm a big looker upon the positive glass is always full, not empty. Um yeah. And the universe is always working for your good. So that's yep. a little bit about me in a nutshell. I try to stay as bright as I can. And when I'm not, when my light is dim, I phone friends. Oh. Like Michelle, you know? <laughs> or pick up the book and be like, if Michelle did it, I can do it. Right. <laughs> well, Vivian's yeah. saying, uh, time really flies and they don't want to be bothered with you. Yeah, the kids, the kids situation. So you're a mother of six. How old are your kids? So I have um, a 30 year old. I have twins that are 29 mm -hmm. and my baby girl is 18. My bonus Ooh. child is nine. I have a bonus child that's 19, a bonus child that's 18. I have three, Melissa, that are graduating in June. Oh my three. God. So yeah. yeah, and Vivian, I agree with you. When they grow up and get older, they don't want to be bothered unless they want you to cook dinner on a Sunday afternoon or a special snack. They put in a request for a special cake or something like that. They are something else. They are all rotten, spoiled, rotten children. All of them. All of them are spoiled. Hey, precious. Hey. You coming and out here talking, we're talking about our, our spoiled children. I, I, I was listening. I had to turn down my volume for you put me in and they'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. The grand yeah. entrance, right? The grand I've been entrance. in the whole conversation. Yeah. I, 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 I used to homeschool, Melissa. What's I that? Did. I used to homeschool. I homeschooled my twins. Um, I wanted to see what it was like. I, I used the Abeka program when I homeschooled. Okay. But I really enjoyed homeschooling them when they were growing up. I did, I did. I did some of the same things that you did. And my cousin, she homeschooled her children as well. And she was better in one subject than I was. So I would do like that yeah. break Come on. Come on. Yeah. 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 Yes, Teamwork makes the dream work. I'll tell you what. No, it 
excuses. No excuses. That part. None. I wish I had. I wish I had a a fellow homeschooler nearby. Math math is not my strong suit. And as we're in fourth grade right now, I'm sweating bullets like, oh, I need a tutor. I need some help. That's the only subject I really just am bad in. Everything else, I was like straight A kid, loved school. I was like a teacher's pet. I loved learning, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I hated being stuck indoors. So I like as often as possible, we pack up our stuff. Even if we go on the back deck, we'll bring a picnic table out in the front or a blanket out in the front or whatever. I just, you know, outdoors, I feel like it's so much easier to learn. Right. But, uh, so welcome to the show, Precious. I already did a little bit of an intro for you and I read your about the author and uh, let everybody know that. <laughs> First place I ever met you, and you have become uh, a fast sister of mine. So Aww. I did read through this, and I corrected that 16 years of marriage in the back. Oh, come uh, on, dude. So years, give me my credit. Yep. So she's got, I've got 10 this year. Michelle's got 11. That's 21. And then hey. 19. That's right. That's what, 30 years of marriage? Did I do that right? No, I said, me and Wendell um, are, are doing 40 our, years of marriage. We're supposed right, right. to be in writing. And I decided we're going to call it Love and Healthy. <laughs> mm. I nice. It. I like this. Yeah. Well, tell everybody a little bit about you and what you got going on, because I know you got a lot more going on than what's in the back of this book at this point. So and then, go ahead and uh, take the stage and give your intro, and then we'll get to chatting. Okay. Well, my name is Precious Paulin, um, better known as the Soul Sage Doctor. It just means I help clean out the viruses in your heart drive. I help mm. you turn your pain into power. The reason why I help you do all these things is because I did it. And so it's about mentoring your soul. And when I think about a soul, all I think about is your mindset. Because basically, God only tells us to renew our mind. And so if our only job is to renew our mind and we are new creatures every day, then we have to get in the habit of doing the work on the vessel in which is taking us to all these dreams that we are putting on these vision boards. And so my job is to help you see the value in you, get your value out of your valleys, recognize that it was all for you. And so being um, somebody who came, like I love the topic because it made me who I am today. I know that I am the mom I am because of the molestation I uh, experienced as a child. I know that I am committed to hearing them, seeing them and showing up for them because of those places that I didn't have. And so if we would inspire ourselves by just showing up for Mm -hmm. the little boy or the little girl who suffered in silence, who showed up anyway. So many of us adults do that. And so I'm trying to rewrite history by doing what we came to do, which was be on assignment. We have roles and titles, live our roles and titles to the highest level, but we don't live out um, authenticity and and I am and naming ourselves. Like we wait for other people to validate what God already said was so. And so I want us to be reminded that what you pay for, you deserve a return on. And if we sit, in the the loss and not in the gain, then we miss out in the power that was supposed to be transformed through the pain. And so I just want to remind you that we're all worthy, that nobody's better than the other person, that the only difference is they got up, they showed up, and they followed through with the yes. And so I have five amazing kids um, that age from 11. I have 11-year-old two boys. I have a 13-year-old. Both you guys got twins. 
Yeah. <laughs> we both are twins. Yeah. And actually, our last two were twins because we have five. And so our our three, our first three were girls, and we lucked up. I didn't know we were lucky when they said it was two. But as time has progressed, I realized, oh yeah, I'm glad that God knew me better than I knew myself. That he went in one by themselves. So they've always had each other. So I have um five amazing kids. Like I said, I have a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 19-year-old um, girls. Um, and I'm just excited about being able to sit in position and to teach them how to fly. I know so often we talk about our kids, but what's important is our transparency, right? Because That's I realize right. that we parent isn't transparent. And so because I was able to share my story, to remove the shame and get in my lane, to always offer them uh, a solution, no matter what the problem was, it allowed them to become the solution, no matter what the problem was. And so I think that if we continue to move like that, like the book, How Special Am I? Well, I'm one of a kind. It was about us reminding our kids that they, the world will be missing a piece without them. And with suicide so high, I thought that it's time for us to speak to our kids and remind them of what we got out of. Because they said our new generation will be wiser but weaker. But the mm -hmm. reason why they're weak is because we haven't made them strong. We That's haven't shown up in our stories. We haven't told them why we are the solution. And I think that these conversations exposing it all, allowing our mess to aid so we can have a message, all of these things that we do, you know, it just grows us into greatness and it makes us great stewards over mm -hmm. assignment, over the breath, over, you know, the people that we are in the room with. So I can go on and on. So please take it. Since, since, you're since we're all talking on the kids right now too, I think it's a good opportunity, Precious, if you don't mind, um, talk about the I See Me Academy because that's for all ages. You have oh, yeah. different age groups here. Just put that out there and um, I will let you guys know as she's speaking. Um, if you guys want to check yeah. out Precious's Give me site. Precious got a, got a troop. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, so Precious's site is I Choose Me Bling Boutique.company.site. You can access all of her books, all of her clothing, which I'm wearing some today. Because I've been working undercover for God. Come on now. Okay. How <laughs> um, but this, this I See Me Academy, she's going to talk about any of her coaching programs. That's all on the site. So, but tell tell everybody about the I See Me Academy that's new that just started in January this year of 2021. And I, you know, for the years that I've known you and have been blessed to become co-families, our families just mesh so well together. Mm -hmm. Our husbands, our kids, everything. Um, I've really been able to witness like what a, I just, I look up to you as a role model, as a mother. You're just such a good, good, inspiring and empowering mom. Um, I I don't always have the patience to have that in the forefront. You know, I'm like going 24 seven and, and I try to be positive and empowering all the time, but you know, we're human and we break, but I'm like, I never see you break. And I love how much you devote into just, pouring into these kids and giving them their power, giving them their worth at this age. Um, man, if I had that growing up, I would be leagues ahead of the game. But tell everybody about the Academy, because I think this is a blessing and I wish I had it when I was a kid. Yes, yeah, so I, I created an Academy. It's called I See Me Academy. Their motto is I can only be 
the who in me that I can see. And what it is, is an eight-week mentor in the soul program in which they get um, eight weeks of soul-stirring conversations. And we have sessions every week, which the whole group, whoever signed up in that group, because it opens and it closes, they all come in and they get to meet each other. And in this room, we go through different topics. One of our topics was, first of all, um, they have to make a recommendation letter of themselves. So often we ask everybody to recommend us for something, right? And so I ask them to recommend yourself because these are the things that we need to be able to do. And I am, I'm even incorporating that with my adult uh, sessions because I realize that I can't expect you to see me until I see me. And so we mentor the things because I was dealing with molestation as a kid and I was dealing with, you know, uh, my mom had a lot of stuff on her. And so she was aggressive in how she spoke to us, you know, and didn't maybe name us the way that we should have been named given the beauty that we possess, right? Because I always say your kids come through you, they don't belong to you, that God trusted you with a special life. And so if you are given the gift to be a parent, that means God thought that you had something that you needed to put in them. And I often say it's not in your DNA, it's in your CNA, S-E-E-N-A. And you're either gonna do what you've seen or the opposite of what you experienced. But either way, it was the experience of your sight that got you to decide how you wanna live your life. And so through the courses of the eight weeks, Everybody gets a, a digital copy of the book. Everybody um, gets, a, we have a virtual graduation at the end. Everybody gets a one-on-one 30-minute soul um, session with me, um, each child. Every student by the second week after I explain to them what the academy is all about in the first week is when we break it down. They are. Um, they have to send me a letter to the soul doctor and the parents are not allowed to read it unless they decide to let them read it. But what I want you to do is trust me with your child's soul. The things that you go through, the things that I went through that I didn't speak to nobody. I mean, there were so many people around me that was loving on me and they had no idea what I was suffering in silence with. And if I had had a person to just give that to that could maybe assist me in it as amazing as I was, even as a child, I could have been even greater. I could have been even more confident and I wouldn't have felt alone. God always says he's going to send somebody. We're waiting for God, but he says us, we are the God pieces. And so he makes us experience stuff so that we can bring that peace to a conversation, to a situation that makes us qualified. And so you've been pre-qualified through your test, right? And so when I see there and I realize that that is what it is. That's what the mentoring the children is about. It's about me telling them that you are not too young to see yourself. And I don't care what they said about you. It say when two touch and agree. And we have to spring clean our mindsets. You know why? Because if it, if, if, I gave him um, one of the, um, I do here too. So I was talking to one of the young girls, one of the young boys that he, I do, he's like 23, starting his own business. I'm always, you know, and he comes and they come to me with their dreams because I'm going to support them. So when he was telling me, he was saying, uh, you know, being tall and people always saw him as being tall. And so I asked him about him, um, his relationship with himself. And I, and I asked him about, you know, the things that had him stuck. And I realized that we all have secrets. We mm -hmm. all had gone through so true. many things. And when everybody was looking at him, like everything should have been so perfect. He was suffering in silence because it was the picture that everybody drew for him because nobody sat down and said, who are you? 
What do you have? Because if we sit our kids down and figure out what gifts they are carrying, then they gain that confidence to show up in a room. But when we're always comparing them to somebody else's greatness, not realizing that realizing that they are one of a kind, that we can encourage them in their greatness so that they go in the world. And then what do we do now? We connect like you like um, like we're saying, like if you are doing better than me, then how can we collaborate? Because collaboration is why God wanted you to identify what one thing we yes. want to be master of everything so we don't collaborate but mm -hmm. when i do that if i can strengthen my thing and you strengthen mm -hmm. your thing and we came together we became god because he gave us each as a one of a kind piece then we can <laughs> uh, we can rely on each other better we can celebrate each other and we can do our personal work and so i want the kids to do their personal work so that they can fly because if we don't That's do right. it they don't believe in it our parents could tell them us everything they wanted to tell us. If we didn't see them become these things, we don't see it possible because seeing is believing. So I want to be the belief system. If it starts with me, that it won't end with me because everything I got, I want to make sure I pour into anybody who is open to receiving because that's what we give freely and God will give us a return. I promise you he will. Mm. I got to catch these comments awesome. up here. <laughs> Vivian's giving you all kinds of love, Precious. He said, yeah. you got a troop talking about your family, the, mm. the Pauling squad. Uh, <laughs> and she says, talking to my son is like pulling teeth. Uh, mm. I know. It's like that with my older child. My younger one, mm. I communicate pretty well with, but my my older one is uh, a little bit more of a daddy's girl. So she she and I... I'm like the bad parent in her eyes, you know. <laughs> um, Vivian says, I have a precious t-shirt and a book that I bought a while back. And I love her. She's so annoying. Oh, thank you, Vivian. Amen. Vivian says, I love Melissa too, but she didn't get my portrait together yet. That's okay. I still love her. What portrait am I supposed to be doing? I didn't know I had a portrait to do, Vivian. I'll draw a picture for you. <laughs> and then she says, no, precious, no more confidence anymore. And roofs would fly off. <laughs> we love you, Viv. And yes, children, she says, yes, the children need that. We, I yeah. needed that. They I need do. it. I still need it we now. We all needed it. We need yeah. it now. Mm -hmm. We need it now. We need it now and we needed right. it then. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We do. We all right. So, People acting out. Um, to, for that, it's, it's for that little boy or girl that didn't get seen, didn't get heard, That's didn't get right. you know. And so, like I said, if we touch and agree, we change how we think. So it doesn't yeah. matter what anybody else say. Oh, that's what I was about to say. When I was talking to the young man, he was sitting there, he's pretty tall. And I said, if somebody came up to you and said, boy, you short, you would know they were a liar. Because right. of your, because of what you know to be so, that's how you gotta feel about your confidence. Because if somebody say you're stupid, you're dumb, you're ugly, you already done touching it. That that is not so. So you become that rubber that it bounce off of because you get to choose what you create by touching and agree on it. But it's if it's not a thought, it can't be cosigned. And so we yeah. can blame everybody else for who we are, but we cosigned that because God always gave us a position and where we went by how we decided decided to believe in whatever was said. And so it just means that we got to get into relationship with him in order to get relationship with us so that right. we can stop co-signing the bull and start celebrating all the stuff that somebody said you were great at. Why don't we co-sign that? Why don't we get stuck on the negative when we live in the positive? We got to do the work. It's a us thing. That's all mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Lord. 
Hey, All right, mom was in the room with two angels. My love, <laughs> this is good, right? This is juicy. Well, I said, uh, I said in the beginning, this is going to be a packed day today because the three of us, all three of us are writers. That's for one. Mm -hmm. We've all got our stories written down in words. And I'm happy to share. Um, and among all of our other roles and titles and things that we are, all three of us are survivors. Yeah. Uh, and that shows up a lot in our writing. Absolutely. Um, and so I would like to, I'm going to flip it over to you, Michelle, right now. And I would like for you to tell us about your book. Okay. I've been there. Tell us a little bit about your, your journey. What mm. have you gone through? We're, again, today's topic is from resilience to renewal. So mm -hmm. we're going to share like the, the crap we've had to walk I need through. To, I need to get one book. <laughs> It's yeah. great, precious. Oh my God, I got it Friday and I was halfway through it by Friday. And then I had the kids mm -hmm. on Sunday, couldn't do any reading, did a little bit on Saturday. I'm almost done. I'm on like, uh, I'm, on, I'm in the 70s. So, uh, but this book, oh man, I had to, you know, the first couple of chapters, I had to like take a break. I had to take a break, go outside, mm -hmm. process a little bit because it has triggers oh, yeah. for me too. It's got yeah. triggers for me as well. But this is a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. This is hope for so many other women out there. And um, so, yeah, I'm gonna turn the screen over to you and I want everybody to hear what you've overcome to get to where you are right now. Okay, so um, just like Ms. Alyssa said, I have my book, I've been there. Um, actually, um, we, well, sorry. It's okay. That's okay, you're fine. Um, so with my book, I it took me some time to actually write this book. It took some time for me to do that. Um, actually, it took me, I said, about two years because I didn't think that anyone would receive it at that time. And I thought that I wasn't good enough to write. But I knew that God had gave me in my mind. He gave me that title two years ago. I've been there and I just kept holding on to it. And while I went through that process, well, I, you know what? It was longer than two years. It was a long, a long, a lot longer. But two years ago is when I finally said, OK, I'm going to see what it's like to uh, possibly do this. Um, but anyway, nevertheless, um, thank God that he um, put that title in my spirit. And I thank God that I was able to take the thoughts that I had in my mind and put it on paper. Um, because at one point I, I didn't I didn't feel comfortable with doing that. But it was a healing process that I had to go through. I realized that that I had to go through that healing process first before I was able to share my story about being um, raped and molested. I started when I was four years old and it continued all the way up until I was 14 when I was actually molested. And then no one heard me. I didn't have a voice. I was told I was a liar. I was told that if it happened to me, I deserved it. I was called by my own dad, a slut. Uh, I was called a whore. And um, I was threatened that if I even said anything, that um, people would die. People would get killed. So um, I went through a lot um, growing up and which led to me having to be very promiscuous. Um, I went out looking for love because I did not get the love that I needed. I, mean, I did not have that. And the person that I thought that I could share my story with and mm -hmm. that didn't have my back, she didn't. It was 
my sister. It was I, I met my sister, um, and uh, she was in, uh, uh, in her twenties at that time. And here it is, and I am um, a young girl, and I'm crying out, looking for somebody, anybody to hear me, because I'm tired of being touched. I'm tired of being, you know, not heard after being touched. So I, I just really, I really didn't didn't have anyone and i wrote the book because i wanted to tell that story that God, I wanted to let people know that they can have a voice that you can talk to someone there are people out there i'm not here i want i want people to know that i believe in being real i believe in just telling it just like it is i don't hold anything back i just really i put it out there on the table you ask me something i'm gonna tell you just I, everybody say you so sweet you so nice but we have those conversations and you ask me something i'm gonna tell you the truth about it now listen to me how you receive that but that, that the story of my book continues on in regards to me being so promiscuous and looking for love even all the way up to an adult you know mm. i remember hearing a pastor say the difference between and a prostitute is one get paid and one doesn't. Well, I was because I was out there having sex with anybody. I was like the guys, you know, some some guys, how they, um, what is that, size you up? I would that would size up the guys. And I would look at the guys and be like, okay, I'm going to get him by the end of tonight. Okay, I got him this time. I used to do that. And I it would always happen because I was the one to say I was addicted to sex. I was addicted to mm. alcohol, cocaine. Not me. I wanted the sex. I didn't care about that other stuff. Just give me that hit. And that's what I wanted. I wanted that hit after the club. Mm. I wanted that hit after work. And that's what I was. So I put that in the book to tell the story. And I have been there. I've been where you've been. You keep it a hush mouth and keep it a secret. But the world needs to know that you've been been delivered from it and this is how yeah. it happened because God came into my life and that's how it happened. I didn't receive counseling. I didn't get I didn't have anybody to talk to. I really didn't. Um, my dad was a strict man and we couldn't have friends over. I remember looking out the window of my bedroom at parties and stuff and I'm telling you because of all that that happened um I thank God for what he did and allowed friend to talk to me and uh, we became real close and she began to minister to me and throughout the years and um I did get married and it wasn't a marriage that was true okay I was married for a very long time I was married for my first marriage I was married for like 15 15 years and it wasn't a true marriage it wasn't I, I married for the wrong reason and I stayed in it for the wrong reason so in my book several people say they could not put my book down once they read the book i've gotten so many text messages so many phone calls of mm. calling me, telling me they couldn't put the book down my goddaughter called me and said she threw the book against the wall twice because she was so uh. mad. <laughs> uh. oh my god yeah it's a it's quite a journey like i said this 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 is a lot, and you you didn't hold back on any of the details either. Um, what was the process like writing it for you? Was it was it helpful? Did it help? Was it healing? Helpful? Did you go through stuff actually putting this on paper? 
I did. Um, even though uh, I can talk about the story, there were just writing it down. Um, there were some times that played back in my mind. I have a relationship with my father, even though he called me the names he called me. I love my dad. Mm -hmm. I love him. Um, but uh, writing that portion of it and remembering my mom is not here. My mom um, is gone to glory now. Um, and writing down the 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 part that stated um, how my mom stayed up at night and smoking her cigarettes, crushing, chewing on ice, and uh, reading the Bible. There were many nights that my mom would stay up and just read the word and and. And I know she had a lot on her mind. She had a lot. I mean, she's your only daughter. I was her only only girl that my mom had. And here it is, she's been violated and she doesn't know what to do, which direction to go, because she was told by my father, if you tell anyone, I'm gonna kill you. Mm. Mm. And that, how old were you? 14. Yeah, yeah, what do you do? You know, I uh, just to put it, I mean, just in perspective for me, like uh, my dad at 16 years old told me that I couldn't be a writer because I would be a starving artist. And I listened to him. And at 36 years old, 20 years later, because I had some amazing people tell me I can, I published the book that I wanted to since I was 12. Mm. So when your dad's telling you, like, I mean, I believed my daddy at 16 years old that I could not write a book mm. and that was wrong. But I'm telling you at 14 mm. years old, if your daddy's telling you, I will kill you. If you tell anybody, you're going to believe you believe your parents at that age. So yeah. I can't even imagine the, uh, the desperation, you know, and same for you, Precious. I know you went through a lot of stuff at a young age that happened within the family that, the, the, just like, how do you get out? How do you get out from that? You know? Mm -hmm. And you know what I was going to ask, Michelle, because I have, you know, I've written four books, about to release my fifth book, and actually never have written that. There's the one that I'm working on is called The Guilt in My Tears, right? And, um, and it says from, um, from hero to villain to hero, mm. right? You don't wow. know before. You know, and so I'm working on that. And um, I wanted to ask you, what was the process you went through for even, not even the book, because you know your story you is your story and you share it and you get the opportunity to share it in spaces that you, you know, decide this is the space, this is the time. How was that process of releasing that for everybody's consumption, mm. you know, and to actually, you know, deal with it. And, you know, for me, it's like the perspective, because, you know, I feel like in everybody's family, there's an uncle, there's a daddy, there's a brother, there is somebody that violated. Mm -hmm. And everybody went crazy on R. Kelly. And I was outraged in our community because I thought that where was the outrage for Precious? And where right. was the outrage for Michelle and Melissa? Where was that outrage when it was... Right responsibility yet when it's somebody else's responsibility we could find accountability but when the burden was yours when it was your responsibility to stand up when it was your responsibility to protect that child nobody showed up and we do dinners and we still do meals and we still pretend 
as if things didn't happen. And we even judge the victims. Why? Because you ruined this person's life and nobody thought about the process of you. So to have to go through that and, and you know, and just say to people like, this is my story and you don't get mm -hmm. Rob me of my experience because it doesn't validate the person that person was for you. Because I say a murderer is somebody's son, it's somebody's best friend. Everybody got a love, everybody has circles that you know grow them. And so, how is that releasing that when you have you're gonna have the people that's going to co-sign you, you're gonna have the people that's gonna be mad at you, you're gonna have the people that's going to just you know, you're gonna have all these different people, people deciding the emotional connection to your experience and how was that to release that and and how was that experience of getting the feedback um mm. after yeah, what, was, what was your feedback you my know? feedback was wonderful in regards to those outside of my family now I'm yeah. not talking about outside. When I speak oh. to this, I'm talking about inside. Inside. Okay. Those are the things that we carry that yeah. people don't see because we pick our friends. We don't pick our family. <laughs> yeah, we don't pick our family. Wow. I wish we could. But um, as far as my family go, Precious, um, to process that, I uh, uh, while I was writing the book, you know, uh, my husband, he's, oh, I love my man. He's such an encouraging and he um he just kept telling me you, you keep going keep going because um, there were times that i was thinking about my family and i'm just like oh my god this is going to be on facebook this is going out to you know it's going to be public yeah. and right. my, my husband was like this is your story yeah. this is tell your story so tell it don't worry about it so honestly to be truthful with everybody let me just tell the truth my family's not talking to me mm. I have any family members that are talking to me none even the few wow. that thank um, you for that yes that used to call me or inbox me when they saw me online um they they have not they have not none mm. of my family um, it's a portion of my book where you will read once you get the book where I talk about how um, my brothers and I were shunned. I was the first one to tell it. And then once I told that this happened to me and that, you know, it happened to them on my father's side and my mother's side. I had four uncles that were molesting me. And wow. so. And your, you said your weren't your brothers and like your cousins and brothers were all getting messed with you. My brothers was like, oh man, Shell, this happened to you. Both of my brothers, they told me this happened to me too. The same uncle. Um, it was that that happened to them. They were well, actually Come on now. When we went over to family, there were family reunions. There were cookouts. Mm. We were put over here, and so we were mm. not. In the family events, you know, you have other children running around playing, and here it is, my cousins. I'm looking at my cousins, and uh, I'm playing with my brothers because my cousins will come over there too. Because they heard the adults talking as children, and they heard, oh, yeah. and because they heard the negativism, they're like, "Oh, I don't want to touch them. That's mud. That's dirt." And so now, with the book being out, I have not talked to any of my aunts or my cousins, mm. and. My dad's talking to me, of course, and my brothers. Um, I've forgiven my dad, and that's that. But mm -hmm. I'm okay. I'm okay because look, Christ told us in the word of God. 
that sometimes a prophet is not even worthy in their own hand. Right. Right. Mm. So mm. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Um, there was a statement that was made um last week, I think. I can't remember if Lisa and Brian said it or someone said it, but I heard it said that, you know, like Precious said, you can't pick your family. You wish you could, but there are people that are not blood that I call my family. There's there's people that are not blood and I call them my sisters. I call them my brothers. And so therefore I am going to continue moving forward. Well, I, I, I celebrate you for that, Queen, because I, I it just that came up in my spirit because I know you know is is people want to pretend, yeah, and they want to keep on acting, and the gig is up for acting. It's time for us to be clear. It's time for us to celebrate each other's pains, and it's time for us to say that you have a right, because God damn it, look what you became with what you had to go through. Instead yep. of celebrating the get up, you sit there and you're so concerned about how you look, but how you look is still the same when you can't stand up and say, I am sorry that that yeah. happened. What kind of adult are you to not be able to have grown from the fact to say that I'm going to be accountable, that I missed the mark and I'm sorry. And so maybe if people could say sorry to themselves, and this is what I found, that many of those people who didn't speak up for you didn't speak up for themselves, that every And so when you didn't have it to speak up for me, and that's how I forgave everybody, because I looked at their life and I could look at their life and see that they were still suffering in the things that they didn't have a voice for. We just talked about the other day that being dumb, when you say you are dumb, dumb is so all of us, because dumb just means to have no voice and to be speechless. And when you decide to sit down on your voice, I don't give a daggone what it looks like. I don't care who is going to affect when it is inflicting pain on you, because I can only treat you as I'm treating myself. How can I advocate for you and not advocate for me? I'm a liar. Mm-hmm. And so we got to stop pretending to show up for everybody else when we haven't even showed up for ourselves. Show up for yourself. Absolutely. We are lying, you know, yeah. and we're making it look good, but we're sitting there carrying these scars and, you know, hoping nobody finds out about our stories. And God said, remove the shame and get in your lane. You're yeah. still what I want and so while y'all over here pretending, you're going to get a pretend blessing. When you start yeah. standing on the truth, you're going to get spirit and truth and blessing. So I, I just want to commend you and celebrate yeah. you for saying I'm going to do it. Why? Because it is my birthright. It is yes. your birthright to be able to say that God made me the answer to this because this was the problem. How can I qualify myself to be the X factor to bring value if I'm hiding behind my pain? It's in yeah. And so let bygones, like I say, the DNA is what gives us our gifts. Mm. The journey is what mentors us into greatness. And so it doesn't matter who God said you need one and he will always give you a man. Because I'm telling you, I grew into who I am because God gave me a Joseph. And a Joseph Mm. just is there to sit there and sow into you and love you and and, and be there for you. Nobody else is because he only, he said, if two, you only need one other person to be great. 
waiting for a whole collective of people to celebrate us when God said, if you celebrate two by two, that multiplies because everything, one times any number is that number. So right. think about all the lives you are speaking into and forget about them people because they're going to come around when the crown is on your head. Right. When it's time to reward the person who went through the fight, they didn't come to pick up the bullet. They didn't come to ask how I can assist. They judged you and said that you couldn't be Goliath. But I'm telling you, when you show up in your life and you love anyway, when people treated you wrong and talked about you and did all that, oh my God, what he does with you, you you, you can't even understand. So I'm just, wow. I just. You I'm go telling chill. you, Lord, I just got chills and all you that over me. Queen. Go ahead, girl. I could just say, this. go ahead. Just feed us. So <laughs> wow. But you know, you want to, you, you, it causes, it caused me to look at why children have attitudes. What's mm. going on? We always want to say, oh, it's something wrong with that child. They need medication. Sometimes they're mm. trying to talk to us and we're just not listening. Yes. We are not listening to these children. Mm. We, we got, they, they want somebody to listen to. And so that's why they have this negative mindset that everything is going to come down. The cloud mm. is over them. It's what they feel. Yes. That there's darkness in their world. But we are the people that God is calling in this day and in this time to speak to these children. Let them know that they mm -hmm. are precious. And it's like, Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I love talking to the children. I love talking mm -hmm. to the young adults. Mm -hmm. I love getting them one-on-one. -on -one. And I just get, I just pull it all mm -hmm. off. I mean, one girl I talked to, like, it's in the book. Oh, I was talking, you know, I'm helping out with young ladies who have dealt with sex trafficking. One of the girls that I talked with, we were sitting on her front porch, and I said, "What you want to know? And what do you want to know about me?" She said, "I just right. want you to be real." I said, "Sure, you ready? I'm gonna be real." And then I went into it with her. I said, "So what you in? What you doing out here? Yeah, you get your nails done. Yeah, you get your hair did." I said, "But the guy, the same money that he spent on you, he spent on her, and then he spent on her. You're not the mm. only person, boo. You're not the only one. You can mm. get your nails done and your hair." That are willing to help you, but you should pushing them away. I said, I'm right here. I'm in your face. What can I do for you? What do you want me to do? Do you want a hug? I'll give you a hug. Because sometimes yeah. I want to give you a hug. Do you want me to give you a kiss on the cheek? What is it that you want? Oh, you want your nails done? You want your hair done? I said, those are the things that you're looking for. You got to value yourself more than you. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like you mentioned earlier about R. Kelly. Those things, like you said, we still have to love those people. Um, my son is in jail. He's in prison. I have my twin. He's in prison. My son. Um, and I hate that. Um, but he went through some changes. And he's in God had to get you into a place where you could just sit down and listen. I said, I raised you 
And every parent is not perfect. I said, but God had to get you to that place. And I said, I'm so glad to hear that. Do I miss him? Of course I do. Do I hate what he did? Yes. Mm. What? How could you? You know what? I thank God for what he's doing in his life today. Mm. I am. Mm. Mm. Ministry is not always out in the street. I told him, I said, your ministry is in there. Come on. what God is doing with you in there with those guys who feel like they're lost and they're hopeless. Yes. And I sent him my book. And he called me. He said, Ma, you told my business. <laughs> 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 Oh, well, I done did it. <laughs> he said, it's God's business now, honey. It's God's business now. I, said, got no business. I, I told him, I said, listen, you're telling me that you're writing a book. And I said, so I'm just helping you along. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Break you out a little bit. <laughs> this, is right. your, this is your it's, next one's coming. <laughs> And I love oh, well. the women in regards to, you know, these women that the women that have that we're women, but we're still mm -hmm. hurting. Oh, and yeah. we take that hurt out on the first, you know, when we when we talk to men, we treat them mm -hmm. any kind of way. You think that men mm -hmm. treat you wrong? Well, women, we we do we do things wrong yeah. too because of what we went through. Yeah. Now we're gonna make this man suffer mm -hmm. for what I've been through. And the man is like, hold up, what did I do wrong? Right. You know? <laughs> My husband's like that quite a bit. Yeah, sometimes. that's why I said guilty, you know, <laughs> growing up, like we got married, we met at 19 and 20, got married at 21 and 22. So yep. like we grew up together. So I'm guilty of growing. That's why mm -hmm. I say he's my journey buddy, because the things yep. we learned over the last 19 years and every day we are still learning. Every yes. single day so I have to see him different and see me different every day. So it's like, you got to be willing to work it out because it is a work. Faith is our workout. Mm -hmm. So if you don't work Absolutely. out the different areas in your marriage, then you're not really faithful over the marriage that you believe you deserve. Yeah, so right. Got to work in anything to produce. So we want promise without process, and it don't work. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I I would love for you, Michelle, if you don't mind. Um, I know you said. You've got a podcast coming up. You're yeah. you've got some real ministry work. We're getting ready yeah. to rock and roll with you. Um, it's going to be a podcast like no other, Melissa. Yeah. Well, I love your last chapter in here, and I'd love it if you read it. The no longer silent, and to me, that's the renewal. That's like you made it through. Here we are. It's a quick little ending there, but I would love for you to read that and then tell everybody what you've got coming up. Moving okay. forward, what your new big things are, your new things that you're going to be working on and trying to impact the world. And then Precious, I'd love for you. I know you've got some writing in there based around. Oh, yeah, I got one. Yeah. You got to tell okay. me which, which book you got because I got them all. <laughs> I got them all here. See? I'm on Precious Pollard. I'm, I'm in Precious Thoughts on the Soul right now. Got it. Got it. I that, love yeah, it. I'm not juggling them all on my lap here. <laughs> I love it. When I first met Precious, Precious, I don't know if you remember me, but I met you a couple of years ago, a couple of years back, and you you did a poem. Oh my God. 
I said, oh, she bad. She I know. Bad. Every time she does her poem, I cry. She gets, she gets me running the mascara down. Yes, honey. Okay, so uh, page. I'm going to give uh, you the screen, and you read okay. this last page, or this last, yeah, the last page or two of No Longer Silent. This is after you've gone through, you know, the early childhood abuse and then all of the crazy relationships and, and the promiscuous sex and everything that that all of that was part of your journey you know um i love that you ended it on no longer silent and i mm. love that you're both here because that's a precious thing too Just, <laughs> no, no more suffering in silence sis no Come more on. i got no a more so <laughs> okay right, michelle the floor is yours and i'm gonna put your um I'm going to put your contact information up there again. Um, we'll put your Facebook up there. So if you want to get a hold of Michelle on Facebook, you can do Facebook or Instagram. I'll leave Facebook up for now. Okay. Um, excited to it for Facebook. And I'm going to put the name of your book down here as well. Okay. Um, so no longer silent. One thing that I have come to realize is that everyone has a voice. It's not a matter of finding your voice. It's a matter of using your voice. What is that thing that you have a passion for? You have to ask yourself that question. What is that thing that you want the world to know? What is it? What is it? Use your voice. In sharing my voice through this book, I want the world to know that you can be successful no matter what the hell you've been through in your lifetime. You're still alive. You can still tell your story. You have a voice. You can be heard. My passion is helping those that may not feel as if they had a voice or have a voice. I currently volunteer with a group called Present Age Ministries. The ministry helps young girls who have been through exploitation, sexual abuse, and or sex trafficking to recognize that they have a voice. There may have been programs in place when I was growing up as a child to assist in giving um, me a voice as a child, but I was not exposed to those programs. It is my goal today to make sure that I expose to every little girl, little boy, woman, whoever they are, um, that they do have a voice and that they can be heard. This is how I started my helping process by sharing my voice with one person, then a group of people. And now through a book, my voice has gotten louder. I'm looking forward to sharing more to help you overcome your fear or obstacles. Remember, I've been there and we can get through this together. And there it is. Woo! And I want Melissa to give away two books today. Oh, yeah. All right. It's a giveaway day. Well, you know what? Definitely know. look like Vivian is there. I know. I was going to say, I know who's been in the comments. The conversation going. Do you need a I've been there book? I know you do. Let us know you're still Vivian, here. Uh, hit me up and I'm yeah. going to send this book out to you. Yes. Hit up Michelle or me or Precious, whoever you can get in touch with. I'm sure yep. we're all all in the circle here. But yep. yeah, um, that is awesome. And I don't depression. Oh, 
Do you have a book, Precious? Precious needs a book. No, I'm going to get me. I'm going to order me a book. I said, no, Vivian, you go straight to the source. That's right. Yeah, go straight to the source. We got me, Melissa, go straight to the source. That's right. Oh my goodness. It's and I just I'm I'm still just blown away. This is such an incredible book. And I do have a collection of books. Um and I've worked myself with people who survived in trafficking. I've gone through my own stories as well, which I'll get to here in a minute. I'll make mine real short because we're already over, like normal. <laughs> we together, right? We just be like, this is a two-hour special today. <laughs> Right. So precious, you you have had quite the journey as well. If you want to touch and say what, what your experience was, and then um I know I, I kind of preempted the whole thing of I'd love for you to read because uh, like I'm with Michelle. I'm like every yeah, time you read it. So um yeah, if you want to just say like a little bit about what you went through and what that mountain was to to you know to write this and, and to get it out and and to kind of heal through it when the healing happened um and then give us a little golden nugget out of your prophetic poetry and then i'll piggyback <laughs> always the tough tough spot is following always the tough spot. um i also dealt with molestation as a kid growing up um also wasn't believed by my mom um went through that whole journey of having to pick between a rock and a hard place. Um, and I think, and then I had, I even recanted my story because I couldn't deal with the uh, the abuse or, you know, just the, the, the outlash of our truth. So, you know, suffered in silence and just was counting out. I think the reason why I can go through a process, I say my vision board is eight years old. I mean, it'll be nine years old come um, August. And what mm -hmm. I realized is that because even when I was going through that, I always had a timetable. Mm -hmm. I did the things that I was supposed to do. I showed up however I was supposed to show up. I still was yep. a good person. I still smile. I still put the box of like, I didn't want people to feel bad for me. I didn't want people to pity me. My favorite cousin didn't even know. My favorite, mm -hmm. like I kept that stuff just, I and then I buried it. And I was married for, I was even married for years. My husband couldn't understand how I moved, lack of communication, because mm -hmm. I hid it. You know, it was shameful. It was, it was something that I didn't want to talk about. I didn't want people to feel bad for me. I didn't want people to always, you know, revert to anything I did. Like now everybody's your doctor. So a lot of it, I just was like, well, I'm just going to be me and I'm just going to work it out by telling people that you've been, through, I've been through this and, you know, share it. And I slowly began to share it. And when I was able to speak with my husband, I realized just how, um, how much I was carrying because when I explained to him, you know, that I had been homeless and we had went through, uh, you know, I was abused. And then, you know, I went through the process of, you know, not feeling uh, worthy and all this stuff. So when I had my kids, I wasn't going to have any kids. I said, I'm not mm -hmm. having no kids. I got five. That's funny. But I wasn't going <laughs> to have any kids. And then you once I had it was five like times. five times. Like, listen, I, I, you know what? So after I had them, um, I had to stay home and it didn't make sense. And then I didn't want nobody to watch my kids and I didn't trust anybody. Yeah. Nobody. 
And so it, and that's why I said as 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 um I was healing and I was parenting, God was healing me because mm-hmm. it allowed me to pour into them. Cause I know had it not been for that, I was writing poetry since I was 12. And and I was always speaking in big crowds. And so it wasn't that part. God had to put me in the wilderness to heal me, to heal mm-hmm. me in love, to heal me in in because I was able to say that having come from that, you know, and having my siblings that actually went through the same thing and and totally different totally mm. uh you know went through it differently it showed me that you know that somebody something is always trying to steal our light mm. and we have the power to decide if we're gonna turn a um, screw the ball one to the right or to the left and that that's the choice that God gives us. And the one thing I realized was that because I kept on pushing, even though I wasn't removing my shame and getting in my lane. I mean, I think to this day I'm healing every day. And like I said, I'm I'm writing out that healing process because it's so it's so heavy. Mm-hmm. And when I share it with people, it's like, you know, so I just don't even throw it out there because the process of what it took was so big and so much that it's like you would have to do a whole three hours. Exactly. On the on the on the on just the pain and, and the loss and the, the betrayal and the and mm-hmm. just to not you know, I mean it is so huge and so I think that what's helped me I've listened to people like um oh my God what is her name Melissa Lisa uh, Ferris no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, I can't remember. Uh, it's gonna come to me later, but uh, I was listening to um, somebody on YouTube. It was a speaker, and um, she's a white older woman, and she talks about her abuse and um, that it was, you know, incest. It was her dad mm. and stuff like that. And so mm. the first time I heard that and seeing her in such a powerful position, it was like, wow, you know. And and me listening to Oprah growing up, I'm telling you, she said. Yeah life. She yeah. saved my life, not because of who she was, but because of how she stood up in the truth. Yeah. Because of, and then I realized there were so many people around me that had experienced the same level of dis- the pain and despair, that it was a whole nother level to the, the molestation that, you know, the betrayal of your father, you know what I mean? And so it was, it was so many pieces that I had to unpack. And so my husband understood why I don't care who they are. Yeah. Yeah. My children have to be able to speak. They have to know that I'm going to believe them. They have to know that there is nothing that I have to make sure they know that before I free them. And it makes me cry because to this day, I know what it is to suffer in silence. I know what it is to be hurt by people who are outside of you, but to have to find love in yourself when you are hurt by the two people who were sent here to provide and show you that is the hardest lesson. And so that's why I say that everybody must be heard. Everybody yes. must be seen. And to the day that I lost my father, oh, I loved him because yes. I never judged him by his tree. I only loved him for his roots. And outside of that one thing, I could have called him amazing. And, you know, he was on drugs. He went through so much stuff that I knew that having been the sole sage doctor now, that it went so much deeper. And he had nobody to talk to in it. And it became other things. But I never let that be who he was. And that's why I say this in my tears. Because even when I lost him, it took three days for me to cry. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to cry because I loved him. Mm -hmm. Because he was my father. 
but he hurt me and I accepted, you know, all of that pain. And so I say, I am who I am today because he loved me. And that's why I say from hero to villain to hero again, and that yes. you can grow past anybody who hurt you because yes. they are hurting too. And so the best gift that I can give is love that you can get past it, that it was all for you, that if God didn't take me that way, I couldn't be anointed. I can tell you no excuses because I left none on the table. I was yes. hurt. I was betrayed. I was mistrusted. All of these things. And I still shine inside, in spite of that. And when I have my five beautiful kids and a husband that loves me, I said it was because I got up. It was because I knew that God loved me anyway, that he wasn't picking on me, but he was picking me up. And mm. I can be who I am today because of what I got up from. Because if he said that we would do greater works than Jesus, then we can mm -hmm. handle that. Because mm -hmm. it's insane to think that I lost the battle and I'm here and I'm standing. And so my story matters. My truth matters. Yes. And while it hurts to heal Oh, it's so necessary because yeah. there are so many people that are healed because I showed up and that I would exchange for at any time because God wrote the story and yes. I can hate him without hating God. He wrote him in that way because yeah. I was hurt by so many, but that just meant that you can love even harder because yeah. if you be who you are after what you experienced then. What is what is waiting on you? And so mm -hmm. I always want to tell people that I don't care the who. The who does not matter. The why was when heaven yells and the what was your wisdom hat. I gained so much wisdom and love for myself by realizing that it was all for me. Yes, and that I could be the person that is so anointed and so yes. powerful because I have been tried and I have been tested. And when mm -hmm. I say hashtag no more excuses, I mean it in my core because yeah. I can tell you what it takes to get the hell up and love the people mm -hmm. who hurt you because yeah. God is love. And I didn't say they go in the same place. No. I no. said you love them because of where they couldn't get up from and you be grateful for where you could because <laughs> I got up and that is why I feel chosen and so mm -hmm. set aside because it took strength that God already had in me and it only came from within me. You got a song. You didn't even start reading yet and I'm a do I dare ask you to recite some poetry? <laughs> I've been to read we can't reclaim my spirit, which is in Precious Thoughts on the Soul, page 30. Got you. It says, Why is it that you've stolen my innocence and left to replace it with your shame? And somehow embedded in my spirit that I was the one to blame. Because I realized that the shame you left was not my course to bear. And it set me on a journey of my life filled with questions of despair. What did I do wrong? What message did I send? And I found myself pondering this question time and time again. So now I'm trapped in this existence, struggling with me because I've allowed your shame to be the only thing I see. And I saw it so much that I allowed the shame to be mine which made me feel I left my spirit stranded in time. So I decided to go back through the years and claim what I lost to give back my existence and for my destiny be my own boss. 
For you have taken too much already and I choose this to be your end. Because when I let go of this hate, then my true healing can begin. Enough of my life has been stolen at the hands of you. But I only claim strength from the pain I went through. For God is the rock on which I now stand. And the shame that I held, I now found out. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have now taken my spirit out the palm of your hand. Let me say that again. For God is the rock on which I now stand. I have now taken my spirit out the palm of your hand. And the shame that I held, I've now found out that is yours. So you can now take it back and add it to your various floors. Because I will no longer held, hold this guilt in my heart. For when I con connected myself to God, I got a brand new start. My innocence may have been stolen, but there is one thing that lives on. So now the mourning of my spirit is over, for I have repaired what was torn. Again, I say I've released all the hate to make room for life's love. And I only pray that God will continue to strengthen me from above. And so I dedicate that to anybody who has lost, who has, you know, who has been tried because the test is today's evidence of the trials. Right. And so we got to. So as a matter of fact, what is exactly I wrote for test? I want to get it right. Test is, hold on, now that I'm, oh, oh today's evidence surviving trials. That's today's right. Today's evidence, evidence of surviving trials. The test is. And so, yeah, when we when we wear the hats, when we show up in ourselves, when we do, you know, what we called to do, I mean, we get to live our lives. And like I say, get is grace expects testimonies mm. and God lets us show up after it because we got to love every trial. So mm. let is love every trial and get is grace expects testimonies. And so on today we get to show share with you why we are so confident and why we show up because we mm -hmm. have to be who we are today. And we have challenged ourselves to know that no matter what you've been through, that God still chose you to be the gift of the world. So just show up by being present. And so thank you, Melissa, for making me cry. That's why I don't even show up on Monday. Thank you. Thank you for making me cry. Goodness gracious. Right. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you both for being so, first of all, so brave and courageous to like, again, be one of those people who can put this on paper. It takes a lot because a lot of times people don't talk to you afterwards. People get their judgy pants on and got all kinds of things to say and sometimes publicly and whatever. But I think, you know, being the women that we are when you survive these kinds of things, that's really like the least of your concern. Um, but it still hurts. It's like that residual effect. You know, yeah. it's the stuff that you got to work through. So yeah. I just, I really appreciate it because both of you have given me um, sight and healing and, and whatnot into my journey. I, um, my mom was, well, my mom was very promiscuous, let's say, um, pretty much all my life. She's on like her sixth marriage at the moment. Um, but even before that, there was always affairs and there was abusive relationships mm -hmm. and there was lots of boyfriends, one of which I fell victim to as a child, mm -hmm. um, touching. There was no intercourse at, at the age I was at, but lots of touching. Yes. 
Um, and then it kind of led up to me in the high school world. I had, uh, I was raped and I actually, I went through a lot of my old poetry and it's something that I only wrote one thing about. I have one poem that I wrote and I'm not going to read it. Um, it just actually made me feel really sick to my stomach. I went in the attic and dug it out this morning um, and reread it. And I was like, maybe that'll be the thing. I have something else to read, but it just brought mm. that yeah. feeling of no mm. worth and dirty and whatever. And uh, right after high school, I found myself because that, that really kind of wrecked me. I was actually dating somebody at the time. It was my high school sweetheart. We were together all through high school, almost five years, which as a teenager, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, five years with my high school sweetheart and I had been in the wrong place at the wrong time and had something happen to me along with another girlfriend I was with at the time. And I kind of had to walk through this whole thing of like, how is my, is he even going to want to be with me after this? Like, should I tell him? Should I not? So there was a lot of suffering in silence and much like precious, man, I started at 12 with writing and getting things out. I had a very dysfunctional family world and that's really where it all started but mm -hmm. uh for whatever reason that the writing i i was always like afraid for anybody to to find out you know it took me a long mm -hmm. time and after that incident like it really shifted and reshaped my self-worth i felt like dirty i felt oh and I, I i started it was that point where i started like living inside myself you know, and not being the real me. Like that was like the point in my life where I can say that's when I started feeling like it wasn't okay to be me. Um, and then for years after that, uh, I had a long slew of extremely abusive, really, really abusive, almost taking my life abusive relationships. And uh, sorry. I've never shared this. I've never shared this with anybody other than like a counselor before. So this is uh yes, this, this is of this. a lot of things with uh, Dr. Deborah and things, just like a lot of different places where people have come out and spoke about it, but I never mm -hmm. really have, yeah. other than to a few. Just yeah. one on me one. Too. You know? me too. But yeah. uh I found myself in my late teens and before I moved here, early 20s, like I said, extremely physically and sexually abusive relationships, one after the other, um, being drugged and passed around between boyfriends, friends, and uh, waking up with bruises and things that you don't really care to remember. And uh, again, every time that happens to you, especially, I mean, I'm not saying it's worse or, or not in any yeah. retrospective age but i will say i did carry in those years like i was a full-grown person like i i feel like i should have been able to stop that and i let it affect my worth and it i let it like affect every relationship i had after that i can't even tell you how grateful i am to be celebrating 10 years with my husband yes. we went through a lot of years of counseling and stuff over my uh aversion to sexual activity with him because it would just bring yeah. back I'm, I'm 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 a fragile person when it comes to intimacy because it brings back a lot of stuff yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah so that's been a little bit of my walk and uh you can still tell i do still struggle with it and uh it wasn't until probably about 
four or five years ago that my husband and I started being able to actually be intimate without craziness going on. Right. Um, right. So 20 years later, it's still, it, it's like this stuff, you guys, you know, for everybody that's watching and tuning in, um, this stuff doesn't go away overnight. No. And um, although it doesn't define us, it is part of who we are. It's Absolutely. what makes us who we are. Had I not gone through um, my things, I don't know that my relationship would be as solid with my husband right now. I've been sitting there reveling over this whole, in a month, it's 10 years. And I'm like, man, we've gone through our addictions and our push and shove moments and you know, cheating and all these things in the 13 years we've been together as a couple. I'm like, and then I'm looking back to what I went through before I even met him and how much that played a role in some of those early years of mayhem. And we're so grateful that the quality of what we have now from all of the pain, you know, and that was something that's kind of been a, a theme, I think, around Everything I know about you, precious. precious. What I know about you, turn that pain into power, right? Um, don't let it, don't let it swallow you up, you know. And because, I love because of these things too, I've I've had a very big heart of working with people who have been through sexual abuse, um, specifically um, minors who have been trafficked. Um, is a big, huge call in my heart. I've spent many years volunteering and, and fundraising and working one-on-one. And I'll tell you, like, that stuff just doesn't go away overnight. So if you guys want to become a little bit more aware of some of the uh, statistics of trafficking, not just in Cambodia or across the world, but yes, in Charlotte, North Carolina, we yes, are been in the top 10 of the country for years. And yeah. sex trafficking is the third biggest yeah. industry under guns and uh, drugs, I drugs. think. Drugs and then it's trafficking. <laughs> Billions of dollars a year people yeah. spend. And they say that the child the whole child mm. side, like toddler stuff is the new big sweeping thing over the last few years. And it just turns mm. me inside out that mm. there's, this is this is a condition that the world's in. So if you guys are interested in learning some of this stuff and maybe, you know, sharing, I have a, play, a page called Human Trafficking, the Fight for Freedom. It's been up for a few years and we're streaming on it now as we speak, but uh, mm. check it out, share it along. Um, I didn't know just up until a few years ago that, you know, this happened in our backyard. I thought this was like China, Thailand, like everywhere but the United States. But once I found out and started doing all this extra research into it, it's like, it's incredible how saturated the world is with this yeah. epidemic of not respecting people's bodies, yeah. their minds, yeah. their spirits, yeah. the boundaries. So I've got that. And um, I would like to leave you ladies. I know we are way over. I would like <laughs> to read one poem before we go. And yeah. this is kind of the this is called Just Look Up. It's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And no matter what the hell you feel like you've done, whether it was your fault or not, had it been done to you or not, whatever you're yes. carrying, whatever valley you're in, like I wrote this poem for that. So I will read this and I'll let, I'll, let's all sign off. And I am so yeah. sorry this went so over. 
No, don't apologize. This was all pleased. All in the yeah. name of Somebody oh, needed right, this. Right. Somebody, somebody yeah. needed this. They needed to hear truth, and yeah. we all share truth. All of yeah. us were real, and that's what people need. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, it's healing. It's healing for all of us, not yeah. just us who are sitting up here and telling what's what's happened and what we've survived. Keep that in mind. We're all survivors. Yes, none we of us are. gave up. Yeah. None of us gave up. We pushed. And, and we kept getting up, man. No matter how far we were sunk in that quickly, mm -hmm. we kept getting up. Sometimes we had to have a Precious or a Michelle pulling a Melissa <laughs> up out of the quicksand, but we made it. And we're we here to talk it. about it. So you will make it too. Just yeah. don't give up. Instead of giving up, look up. Look up. All right? <laughs> all right. Just look up. Just when you think it's going to be all right, you didn't give up, but you won the fight. A blow comes through and knocks you down, stealing your thunder and seizing your crown. We all make mistakes, but this one was bad. It dampened my spirit and rendered me sad. I struggle and fight for what's right every day, but falling short is common this day and age. I know that I'm favored by the Father above, so what can I do to portray his great love? Try as I might, man, I just seem to fail at finding the wind that propels my sail. Life is a journey with its ups and downs. And what would it be without laughter and clowns? Without screw-ups and sadness, worry and grief? It's all of these things that season our beliefs. If we were created by a love so pure, so unconditional, magical, unthought of, and obscure, how small are these problems that eat us alive? They haunt us and taunt us, yet they push us to strive. No matter the mountain, the rift or valley, when God speaks his word, his troops always rally. You're never alone, so don't ever give up. When you need a sign, please just look up. It could be sunny one moment and then stormy weather, but when he comes through, it all comes together. In the midst of the rain, the sorrow, and the pain, when you feel like there might just be nothing to gain, just look up. This simple act of faith is all you need to do to be reminded every day of what he promised you. There will always be a rainbow high up above because he has afforded you his undying love. So if you're feeling lost or cold, forgotten, meek, or mild, Remember, he created you and that you are his precious child. If your feet have failed you, find the strength to get back up. You'll find he gives you everything when you just look up. All right. I love it. So to anybody out there who's going through stuff, not that we all have to compare to each other's things. What you're going through is what you're going through. Right. You're never alone ever, ever, ever alone. And these things build you, you know, you, I, I, when I was going through these things, I never thought in a million years, I would be sitting out here and sharing this publicly with people. I never would have thought in a million years, I would have had friends that have shared the same story to me. Like, oh, I'm not alone. So don't like precious says, don't suffer in silence. Don't carry that shame, turn the pain into power. Those are all wonderful things that I've just, I'm so blessed 
to have fallen in step with Precious. I'm blessed to have fallen in step with you, Michelle. Just, uh, you guys are powerhouses. You're brave, you're courageous. I thank God right here in this moment right now that we're all breathing and talking together. And I pray right now that, man, I pray that this touches somebody's heart. I know it's Thank you guys for listening. Thank yeah. you for seeing me yeah, and uh, yeah. erasing some of that silence. This is like a big deal. Thank God. Me. We thank God for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I just want to add that we, if we could like to piggyback off of you, Melissa, to come from our advantage point and not our disadvantage point. Yes. Because people will trade for the life that you're given. And when you can stand in the advantage, then you can live in the place of grace and gratefulness. Because mm -hmm. you can acknowledge where you are from whence you came. And I think enough of us are not in the present. We are either in the past or in the future. But in order to be into the life that you want for yourself, mm -hmm. you got to wake up and come become present in the gift that is you. And so mm -hmm. no matter what that looks like, you always got to remember that it is a relay race and somebody is relying on you to turn your heartbeat into a soul beat in order to leave a soul print because the fingerprint tells us what you got wrong in this world but the soul print it tells us what you got right and what god got yeah, right like that and so i'm just saying it like i say so many times that is not for us to compete it is for us to complete that it is a relay race and somebody is relying on you because you can never turn on anybody else's light, but you can provide enough light for them to find their switch. So stay lit in this world. So somebody can find their way out of the darkness. It is your responsibility. So remember to become your magic through each and every abracadabra moment that you choose to seize because you can, because God said so. So name yourself and be who you say you are because you can only be who you can see. So show up in the vision within so that you can be the vision with that. I love you guys. It has been a powerful, powerful time. Yes, it has. Thank you. Thank you. Michelle, what you got for us? Any final words you want to leave? I am just, I'm like full. I'm like, good gracious, you ladies. I am full. I mean, I really just thank God for uh, for the opportunity, Melissa, for being a part of the show today and being in the presence of two wonderful women. I am thankful. I'm grateful. I'm honored. Um, Thank God, you know, continue to anybody that's listening, continue to keep pushing just as they said, keep going, keep going. Don't stop now. You right there. Keep going. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in again. This has been a blessed episode of Lessons and Legacies today and uh, every Monday and Friday with you guys, two o'clock. And just to remind you that there's a blessing in every lesson. It's just up to you to find it. And always remember, this is my word of the year is anastrophic, okay? That means the world is working for your good. The universe Amen. is working for your good. You're exactly where you're, you're supposed to be 
right now and and anything that you're going through you're meant to be going through it and you know I, i've developed this mindset over the years of getting kind of excited when shit hits the fan because i know god does amazing work like it's like instead of being like oh me oh me oh my like yeah. my life you'd be like oh i don't know this doesn't last long but man he's doing it he's, he's doing, doing it so it's gonna work out so just know that it's working out you're never alone god's got Amen. your back he's got your front he's got your side he's got Amen. your hands your feet you're covered mm -hmm. and you know what there's three queens sitting on the screen right here y'all oh. anybody want to reach out need a friend want to talk yeah right. need some walking through your lessons and legacies you know she's been there we've been there we're all been there so you can find all of us on facebook yes there's you know just find us we're here, we're here for you. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned, you guys. Come on back at two o'clock on Friday. I've got Precious with me for Fab Fridays. Find a blessing. All right. And we are doing some crazy, crazy giveaways on this Friday. So I've been stocking up and uh, getting ready for that. So we will see you guys on Friday at two. And thank you so much for being here today. Don't forget to find that blessing, y'all. All right. Have a blessed Monday. Bye.